Welcome to the Ritual Cast, an exploration into the weird and wonderful world of witchcraft and spirituality. I'm your host, Sky Riley, and if you're looking for all the answers, you won't find them here. What you will find is an honest take on my witchy journey. The good, the bad, and the natural. The natural? What does that mean? Oh, natural. Have we been synthetic the whole time? I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just confused. Normally you like... Give me something that I have a reaction for this time. I'm just you know, I couldn't think of a good one. Bewildered. So. Bewildered. Okay, the good, the bad, and the bewildered then. How about oh. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fitting. <laughs> what did I say last week? Uh, sweaty. Yeah, sweaty. Gross. What you got for us? Well, today we're going to get back into our regular swing of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and do our, our rocks and our, our herbs, rocks and plants. All right. Um, and then I think next week we'll talk about Yule, which is the next pagan, uh, Wiccan, sorry, Wiccan holiday, um, coming up. Okay. It's like winter solstice and and drunk. Yeah, we're we're getting to that like shortest day of the year thing. Yeah, here pretty soon, aren't we? Uh huh. Was yep. it the twentieth, twenty first? Twenty first. Okay. Good job. So we'll talk about Yule next week and how to celebrate it, just so that you got plenty of time. All with I know which about to do it. All I know about Yule is you need a log. You're correct. Um. I don't I, you burn said log. And if you don't have that, there's a channel on um YouTube that you can <laughs> throw on the TV. Didn't we do that last year? Yeah, but it was Vader. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Vader's funeral pyre. Uh, fucking nerds. <laughs> All right. All right, hit me with that rock. Okay. Well, don't right. throw it, please. You don't want me to throw this one at you. It's big. Oh my! This is a this is a pool table uh, cue ball, but it's missing a face. Yeah, I don't think it would be a very good cue ball. It's got holes in it. Yeah, this looks like it was hit with the Death Star. <laughs> Jesus, just lots of Star Wars on the brain. It's, I'm today, one of those huh? brains where if you get me on something, I'm not. That's it. That's where I am for the next like gotcha. couple hours. Gotcha. Well. Here we are then. <laughs> um, so this is the crazy lace agate. Mm-hmm. Crazy lace agate. Mm-hmm. Also known as the Mexican agate. So agates found like all over the world. Agates come from everywhere. But this one specifically is only found in uh, Chihuahua, Mexico. Like that's the only place to ah, find it. Arriba. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty young, like mineral wise. It was created, or they believe it was created during like the Cretaceous period, which is weird to say that that's young, but <laughs> it's a pretty young rock. So is it Agati? Wait. Agate. Agati. What? No. Agato? <laughs> Just because. God damn it, Ted. 
No. Just because it's from Mexico, you don't have to do the fucking accent. Agalito. I hate you. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> fucking ass. It is believed to have been worn as an amulet by early inhabitants of Mexico for things like endurance in battle and courage. I bet this is a heavy rock. Yeah, if you fucking whack somebody with that. Although it's only 6.57 on the Mohs scale. I mean, that's average hardness. Um, It's been a year and a half. Where's, let's, let's go with a fingernail. six is middle two. Fingernails oh. are like two. Oh, no. I think we said tooth enamel was two. I can look it up. Okay, so a diamond is like 10. Yep. Knew that. Fingernail is two and a half. Okay. This uh, is six and a half? Uh-huh. Um, where's it? Where's it what? So that's like a steel nail. Oh, okay. Okay. Type I'm familiar hardness. with that. <laughs> yep. A penny is like three and a half. Okay. If that helps. All right. So don't try and bite this to verify its um Yes. Bad. Value. Ouch. Very ouch. Don't want to do that. All right. So yeah, it's I think it's safe to say this is a pretty solid rock. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like indestructible, but it's hard. Okay. Do you do you, is this a chargeable rock? Uh yeah, cuz it's agate. So it should be hard enough. It should be fine. Okay. And it's not soft. So like selenite and some of the other rocks we talked about that you shouldn't put in water because it'll damage them. This one should be fine. Although it does have all those like holes and shit in it. And I don't know if it would like damage the, the little crystals and stuff that it has in it. But it should be fine. Uh, This one is good for general healing. It's kind of mm-hmm. just like average stuff like antiseptic a general healing kind of a thing (laughs) um it's often referred to as the laughter stone or happy lace and that's one of the reasons that i bought it so this one um we have a i have a new metaphysical store jesus a new witchy store um that's literally right over there it's like right around the corner okay which For those is, of you listening, she just pointed. Which is a dangerous place. It's a dangerous place for it to be. <laughs> Less than a five-minute drive from my house is a dangerous so even, place for it to be. Even closer than the previous one. Oh, yeah. To our Way last closer. Place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a little far to walk, but I could walk there. Okay. It's like by the Aroma Joe's or whatever that fucking place is down there. Oh, all right. I had been to this store a couple of times, and I kept seeing it. And every time I saw it, it made me really happy. And like smiley, and I was like, mm, maybe that's just because it's pretty and it looks cool, or whatever. And the first time I picked it up, it was forty five dollars. So I was like, oh god. Are you talking about me or the rock? You, forty five dollar Ted. That's what we call him. Cheap date. <laughs> no, it's cool rock. Um. So then I kept thinking about it, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I went back and got it. All right. And kind of interesting, actually, um, it's supposed to ward off the evil eye and absorb emotional pain. And supposedly it's good for people with ADHD because it helps you stay on task and focus. So maybe that's why I was drawn to it. I don't know how, <laughs> when you're like, nah, I need to go get that rock all day. I don't know if you can stay on task. <laughs> that was on task. <laughs> I was focused on that. That was the task. Gotta get that rock. I noticed you haven't given it back to me yet, so it must be doing something for you. We're all the way across the room. 
<laughs> and I'm keeping it. And I'm keeping it. Uh, it promotes inner stability, composure, and maturity. So you definitely should hold on to it a little longer. Wow. It will also encourage self-confidence. This is a real like go with the flow kind of stone for emotional turmoil. Um, I would kind of describe it as like a brighter form of grounding. Like so most stones, like most stones that you get for grounding are dark, right? They're like a dark red or they're brown or they're black. Sure, um, yeah. They're like dark, dark color. Mm-hmm. And they feel a little heavier. Like hematite, tiger's eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Onyx even. Yeah. Um, they, and they kind of like when you hold them, they, the energy feels heavy. This one feels like a brighter version of that. Like. Yeah. I think, I think really to compare it, we need one that isn't like half the size of my fist. <laughs> I mean, I've got a garnet that's about that same size. It's not quite as big, but I bet it's heavier. Um. So it kind of sounds like it also like emotionally is brighter too instead of just yeah. like a, a like a level yeah antidepressant it's kind of more of like a happier antidepressant yeah it feels like i mean it's not called the happy lace for nothing right oh, so yeah it feels a little like you can feel the grounding in it but it's a little like lighter brighter kind of energy um i picked this one because it is one of my new favorites it is supposed to help you release old attachments that no longer serve you and encourage creativity. And, you know, I knew that when we came first came back that I wanted to do uh, the palmistry stuff, but I wasn't, like, I kind of had a hard time getting going this week about, like, okay, well, what do I do now? Like, oh, okay. I had that, like, idea, and then I was just like, fuck. <laughs> now where do I go? So I picked that one because it kind of, you know, it's a good jumping off platform. Yeah, it boosts. Yeah. It boosted my creativity a little bit and helped out. So okay, also makes a really good gift because it's very comforting. Back to giving rocks away as gifts. Yep, yep. always. <laughs> uh, it's like that person, you know, those people that like show up at a party and they just like make everyone smile. They never cause any drama. They never like are in the center of any fights or any, like they're just like that person shows up and you're just like cool. Just, just chill. Yeah, like yeah. they're just like you're like, oh great, that person's here. Okay, yeah. They're not like really stand out or anything like that, but like a happy person that never causes any problems. Right. It's sort of like that. That's like they just improve the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this stone also might help people who suffer from PTSD lower um, the heart rate and bring inner peace to them. So I'm gonna try it on my next anxiety attack and see if it works. Okay. Although my anxiety has been much better because therapy. So, you know. Remember we talked about a little bit of both, a little bit of science, a little bit of magic. Yep. All that balance. And a cat. And a cat. So this stone is good for promoting um, your a strong immune system, aiding recovery from exhaustion or physical fatigue, and then promoting overall vitality. And it's third eye chakra for perception and consciousness. So if you place it on your forehead, supposedly it's supposed to be able to reduce fever. Did you just whack yourself in the head with Uh, it? Delicately. Place it on your forehead delicately. (laughs) 
I just saw that out of the corner of my eye. Give me it. Here, Give take it your painful me. rock back. I'm just going to drop it on the floor. Um, if you place it on your forehead gently, it should reduce your fever. Supposedly, it's supposed to work on bug bites also, so we'll have to try it on. We'll have to try it up this summer, but I don't know if I want to put this pretty rock on your nasty bug bites. <laughs> when I was doing research, this lady said they were good for hollow or organs, and I've never heard them referred to as hollow organs before, and it really icked me out. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me take a guess here. Stomach. Uh-huh. Intestines. Uh-huh. Throat. I don't really know if your throat's an organ, but it's more just like a hole. Your, your esophagus. Esophagus. I think are, we, are we getting into this humans are straw argument? <laughs> humans are straws. <laughs> <laughs> just one long bendy straw. Your butt is one hole and your mouth is the other hole. <laughs> um, what is there? Are there more? Are there, there more, more what? Like gallbladder, bladder. I'm sure there is. I, it's just, I didn't, I mean, I don't have a list of hollow organs for you. Well, let me help you out. Um, your face. My face. My is not- skull. <laughs> your fucking brain is definitely not there, so. But your your skull isn't an organ. Bones are organs. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, bet. they're not. Bet. No, I won't bet you. Yeah, Google it. <sighs> Our bones, organs, Google. God damn it. <laughs> your whole body is made up of only organs. Your skin is the largest. Why is bone a organ? That's, <laughs> that's literally what is written here. <laughs> uh, some of them are hollow, I think. Like your femur, maybe? Is that hollow? It's esophagus. Oh, you're but... right. Esophagus, stomach, small intestine, gallbladder, fallopian tubes, urinary bladder. Hollow organs. Heart. I feel like your heart would count. No. It's a yeah. muscle. It's got multiple chambers though. Yeah, but I don't think I think what they mean is like uh the okay, it literally says the hollow organs are those organs that have a small or narrow cavity or lumen inside them. Lumen. That just says that it, that's what it includes. So I don't know if that's like the whole, <laughs> Include, but not if that is to. the extensive list, an, an exhaustive list, if you will. Ted's skull, everybody else's heart. <laughs> so it's good for repairing these organs uh, or like just, just... good for keeping them healthy. Oh, okay. The oil change. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's a maintenance rock. <laughs> good old uh, O'Reilly's rock. <laughs> oh, 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 agate. <laughs> I don't know, parts. Wow. All right. <laughs> but yeah, that's this rock. It's good rock. It's a good rock. It's a nice rock. It's really pretty. I'll post pictures of it. It's one of my faves now. Yeah, it's a good one. I've I've always liked agate. I think I've bought you a couple agates now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I wear one every day. Every day? Every day. Sapphire's not an agate. No, not that one. Oh. A necklace that you gave me. Uh, I also wear my wedding ring every day, so there's that. Got a rock. Got a rock. You ready for we, we a got plant? got a brick. Yeah, give me a stick. A stick. <laughs> it's not a stick. I mean, I guess it's kind of a stick. Can it be a stick? So, I figured since this rock is out of Mexico, I was going to find a plant that was also uh, used in... In Mexico. Cactus. 
a cactus. Uh, no, but that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> you know, it's like your standard goofy ass looking cactus. How did you pronounce it? A swaharo. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, swaharo. It sounded but... like there was some like D's and L's in there that, yeah. that didn't belong. <laughs> All right. Swaharo. <laughs> Have you ever seen them before? Yeah. It's and my favorite thing about them is that they only grow at like a very specific elevation. So like nothing, nothing, nothing. A fuck ton of cactuses that all have the like <laughs> arms, which is just crazy to me. Anyways, the one that I actually picked was not cactus. <laughs> yeah, ignore that, everybody. Uh, <laughs> it was cilantro. <laughs> oh. So cilantro. Actually, I learned some shit about cilantro. Tastes like super soap. interesting. Does it taste like soap to you? No. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you if it does or not. I didn't <laughs> nope. think so. No, I'm a normal person. Yeah, there's like that weird uh, gene where it tastes like soap to some people, which is so strange. I wonder if there's other things out there that taste yeah, there are a handful like ultra-specific to Yeah, there are a handful people. of foods that do that to people. Like, I wouldn't say it's all the same person that experiences this, but there's yeah, some foods weird. that taste like other, other things to other So people. weird. That just like, I mean... That's kind of what happened to a bunch of people who had COVID, right? Like their taste buds totally changed. Yep. I know people that <laughs> he describes it as, I only taste four things now. <laughs> He's like, Ugh. it's like COVID generic flavor one, COVID <laughs> generic flavor number oh, two. Oh no, that's awful. <laughs> I would die. All the way up to four. <laughs> so. I would die. Uh, so cilantro, I don't really want to say... The, like, element and the masculine or feminine because I read a lot of conflicting arguments about what it was. But the one that I read that I trust the most, I think, would be that it's um, fire and masculine. I don't know if that's actually true, but we're going to roll with it. Maybe we can make sense out of it. How does it work? The reason I'm not sure is because I read something that said that the masculine or feminine is based off of the flowers that it has, and that's why it should be considered feminine. And then I would classify it as an earth rather than a fire, but whatever. I'll explain why when we get there. So a little bit about our friend, uh, the cilantro. It is native to southern Europe northern africa and southwestern asia but apparently it grows wild in a lot of parts of the world so defining where it's like exact origin is is pretty difficult so yeah a little rough yeah so they weren't really sure but supposedly it was one of the plants that grew in the hanging gardens of babylon um in ancient china they believe that consuming cilantro could make you immortal I actually didn't know this. Did you know that cilantro has flowers? I don't think I did. No, I I, I'm not super familiar with cilantro. I did not know that there that it flowered, but apparently it has like little white flowers. I think I didn't look them up, but I I was reading it and I was like, cilantro has flowers? What? Yeah, they're like little tiny, tiny, tiny flowers. And once it flowers, you sh- you can't eat it anymore, or it just doesn't have good flavor once it flowers. Okay. Turns out. Cilantro 
is the leafy part, but the seeds are coriander. So, okay, I'm about to blow your mind. So we refer to it as cilantro, but some parts of the world, the whole damn plant is called coriander. So, like, if you were to ask, like, an American human, they would say that the leaves are cilantro and the seeds are coriander. But in some parts of the world, it's all coriander. But it's also known as Chinese parsley, which is confusing as fuck. <laughs> like, let's throw that in there. But cilantro is the Spanish word for coriander. And since it's found in a lot of Mexican food, a lot of Americans refer to it as cilantro. But the plant's actual name, scientific name, is coriandrum sativum. So do with that what you will. Okay. <laughs> so nobody can agree on what this thing is called. Yeah. I got, I well, got it. Well, technically we're all calling it the same thing, but... <laughs> Cilantro is just the Spanish. We're just using the Spanish name for the plant instead of the, like, English word for the plant. Sure, yeah. So, like, we have coriander in... We have both. Yeah. Even though they're, it's just two yeah. different parts. <laughs> we have both. Actually, I don't know if we have any cilantro in the house, but we definitely have coriander, and I had no idea that that was from the same plant. Hmm. All right. So, weird. Definitely weird. And also, who the fuck... Like, throw in Chinese parsley also and just confuse everybody. <laughs> um, it's like American chop suey. Yeah. Fucking stupid. <laughs> so, cilantro or coriander is good for connecting with yourself and attuning to your soul. It's also going to be good for any nature-based rituals, and I'll explain why later. Historically, it's been used in spells to protect farmers and gardeners, and it's very connected with the earth, which is why I said that if I was going to decide what like planet alignment it was, um, or even element-wise, I would say earth. Okay. Um, because it's good for grounding. Sounds like peyote. No, peyote wouldn't be good for grounding. Yeah, but self-reflective and... Well, no, just attuning, just connecting with yourself, not reflecting <laughs> so and going on a fucking light. journey. You're not going on a journey. Diet peyote. No. <laughs> You're staying still. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> peyote would definitely be like air and like fucking another planet for sure. Although I've never done peyote, so how the fuck would I know? Um... It's good for grounding, like I said, if you're feeling a little bit lost. It's also good for endurance, stamina, persistence. Uh, If you keep some or grow some in your house, it's good for bringing peace. It's also good at drawing in business, which explains the success of Chipotle, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It connects with your heart chakra, so healing from emotional wounds, creating balance between your heart and mind, that sort of thing. Um, since it's grounding as well, it should help calm any upset feelings you got going on. Okay, so you're going to grab that rock, and we're going to shove some of the seeds in your mouth. Like, <laughs> calm down. Calm down. <laughs> um, I don't think that's going to work, everyone. I don't, I don't think that's going to work either. I'm probably going to choke <laughs> to death, and then I'll be dead. But no more anxiety. Spit it out. <laughs> um, so really interesting Cilantro slash coriander does a lot of good for you. Like eating it is really, really good for you. It's got a ton of antioxidants, which does things like lower inflammation. It's really good for your skin. 
um, lowers the risk of risk of heart disease and stabilizes blood sugar in diabetics. Um, in fact, I read something about like some people like using like the more like it it's so successful at treating their diabetes that they don't use have to use as much insulin kind of a thing. So that was really cool, and I didn't know that. So it's kind of a superfood. Yeah, um, it's got. Lots of vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin C, um, iron, potassium, copper. I was not aware that we need copper in our diet, um, and I still don't know if that's something that we need, but it's got it in there. And it's an antimicrobial and antibacterial, so it's good for fighting infection. I also found a study that suggests that it might be able to help with cognitive diseases um, and improving memory, so like Alzheimer's and stuff like that, but the research is still pretty new. Okay. So. Damn. Sounds like we need to, like, take an avocado, a chunk of cilantro, grind it up, and just put that in everything. I mean, most people do that already, so. Oh. How often a week do you eat Chipotle, Ted? Um, well, it used to be all the time, but. So, yeah, you're maybe you should eat it some, some more again, because it's going to keep you from um, having Alzheimer's. Oh. Great, because my line here says that I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> I learned that last week. So, yeah, that's coriander and or cilantro. Did, did you just coriander and or me? Hmm? Coriander and or? Oh. <laughs> coriander and or? Not on purpose. <laughs> Cori's coriander and or other plants. You can God it. damn it, Ted. No, we're not <laughs> starting yes. that again. I'm putting that in a D&D campaign for sure. <laughs> we're not starting that again. You need alchemy supplies? Come to Cory, Cory, Anders, and, and or plants. <laughs> boo, Ted, boo. <laughs> All right. I was kind of struggling with what I was going to talk about other than plants and rocks this week, but I finally came up with something. Oh, okay. And I definitely confused you when I texted you about it today. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about directions. North, south, east, west. North, south, east, west. Okay. So, actually, I guess technically it would be elements. So, I don't remember if I've talked about this on the show before. If I have, it wasn't in as in-depth as we're about to. There are supposedly, if you subscribe to this sort of thing, which I definitely do, there are five elements, right? Five. Five. Earth, wind, fire, water, heart. No. <laughs> it's not Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have done that on the show, and I might have made, the definitely exact same made that joke. joke already. It's been a while. We can't remember. <clears throat> Maybe we just got the same recycled jokes over and over again. So, air. Yep. Fire. Yep. Water. Yep. Earth. Mm-hmm. And spirit or ether. Oh, okay. Is the fifth one. Oh, yeah, I don't remember talking about that. So, we've talked about making circles before, casting circles. Maybe, again, maybe this is something you subscribe to in your practice. Maybe it's not. This is something that's really, really strong for me and something that I do a lot. Um, a lot of people will invoke the elements when they are casting spells, earth, fire, water, air. Um, I have representations. I thought they were out, um, but they're not. They're hidden in my desk. I have representations for each of them. I have 
something for earth, something for water, something for fire, something for air Mm -hmm. every single time. And I like light candles for each of them. I have representations of them on my altar. A lot of people do that. Yep. See the craft. Oh yeah. I guess they did do that. Um, I just think it's really funny that I hadn't seen that movie until this year. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Each, and I didn't know this until I, I took this online course. I can't remember who it was through, but I took this online course um, that taught me a lot of this stuff. And it was really interesting. Each direction is also um, connected with an element as well as a time in your life and a, a season. Is it the same for everybody? Yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll explain as we go through. I guess you can guess. What do you think it is? Birth. Spring is birth. Yep. Infancy. Yep. What do you think the direction is? Oh, that one's... That one's going to be tough. My inclination is going north, but I want to say east because maybe sunrise. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, air, east, spring, infancy. Okay. So, like, think about... When you're born, it's like new life with spring, sunrises in the east, breath yeah. in your lungs. That's okay. all okay, okay. That's all the connection with that. So, and you don't have to do this. I don't necessarily do this, but um, if you wanted to, you could put your if you were doing a circle, you could put your representation of air to your east. east. Okay. If you wanted to. But as we go through this, I'll talk about what each element really like connects with, how to represent it on your altar or in a circle if you were, or with a spell if you were going to, and then like a ritual that you might use for this. So let's start with air in general. Um, this is going to be connected with intelligence, communication, telepathy, psychic powers, um, maybe inspiration, imagination, dreams, wishes, obviously wind, breezes. Okay. So, like, I don't want to say intangible, but a little more... Is it, like, mental? Yeah, okay. kind of. Yeah, that's probably a better way to describe it. So, this is one thing that kind of pissed me off about this. Um, Uh-oh. When I was going through this class, they give you the colors that are supposed to, like, coincide with the elements. And, like, three of them are the same color, which pisses me the fuck off. (laughs) Blue? (laughs) Blue, No, it's all fucking yellow and white and red. Like, all of them. Like, supposedly, to represent the element of air, it's yellow, white, or crimson. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. You can, you know... Do whatever feels right to you because literally, like, fire would also be red, gold, crimson, orange, white. Like, yeah, the colors of like fire. fire is clearly naturally, anyways. Yeah, yeah, like, orange, well, I mean, obviously, red. there's no fucking color for wind and air, white. so well, Clouds. there's fucking fire, there's white and fire sometimes, too. Uh, yeah, I guess so, so. It's confusing and it's weird, and I don't know. Basically, for this one, for the colors at least. I would just say what it means to, like, use what it means to you versus, like, what I'm going to tell you. As with all of your spellcrafting. Which is true. Yeah, do that. The wind or air can be 
represented in rituals by the act of throwing objects into the wind, possibly aromatherapy, songs, and hiding things in high places. Like your friends? <laughs> no, those are low places. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, for me, when I'm trying to do the air representation in my rituals, I usually, like, use my actual breath, like, breathe on, like, the act of blowing out a candle, the act of blowing on your tea, like, use blowing your actual... <laughs> I didn't burn the carpet that much. It was just a little bit, and People we got... People don't forget. We got our deposit back, so it's fine. But, like, if you wanted to... For example, write your intentions and then, like, throw them into the wind, like, throw the paper, like, tear it up and throw it into the wind. Um, I know a lot of people, when they lose loved ones, they'll, like, light lanterns or whatever. Scatter um, the ashes, maybe? Yeah, things like that. But Or you could, like, write a letter and tie it to a balloon. I don't necessarily like that. It's not really great for the environment, but I, like... I understand mm-hmm. that, like, why people do that, and I'm not going to tell you, like, don't do it, but, like, let's remember that that balloon has to explode somewhere, and it's, like, latex, and animals might chew on it and die, so. Yeah, or a child might find the letter someday, and, you know, <laughs> depending on what I may or may not have written in it. Trump, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding! I was like, Dad, <laughs> what the fuck? Do you have something to tell me? Um. So why would we need, um, why would we need to use air in a spell, possibly for travel, um, freedom, knowledge, discovering lost items, developing psychic faculties and visualization. Um, so, like, again, mental things. Um, also travel because we use air to travel in, like, a lot of different things, right? Like, when you were, like, when we were first traveling by boat, we used oh, wind the, the sails, literal yeah. fucking wind and, like, planes and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. If you are looking to represent it with stones, I've got a couple here for you. Um, Topaz, Alexandrite, pumice, um, and amethyst are all airy stones. Let's move on to fire. So, if I said fire, what direction would you say? Mm, Let's see, we're in the northern hemisphere, so I'm thinking south. You nailed it. So fire is south, summer, and youth. Yep. So, like, they talk about, like, vitality and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, the strongest part of the day. It's the sun, like, uh, especially in summer, like, you're tilted toward the southern, so the sun is higher up, so it burns hotter, and then forest fires. and You know, in Fantasia, where they do that... Um, I think it's called the Song of the Seasons. I can't remember. You remember the one with the like hippos and the alligator and the If you make the noises, elephants. I'll remember it. Uh, <laughs> Dance of the Hours is what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Ponchielli Dance of Hours, I think is what I said. Ponchielli. 
Bocelli. Yeah, it's it, it's an. You have to say it the most ridiculous that you can. Italian, definitely. So, <laughs> uh, Bocelli. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but sure. Yeah, we're American. Anyways, American. so like his the representation of that was like daylight being you know youth, um, and spring, summer being, yeah. and then fall being you know later in the day, and then night being winter kind of a thing. So like lots of people have like made these same right. connections. Yep. Um, anyway, so let's talk about fire. So fire is energy, inspiration, love, passion, leadership, uh, sun and stars, heat. Um, the colors, obviously red, gold, crimson, orange, <laughs> the, the same as, <laughs> yep. That's why I hate it. <laughs> so, in, if you want to represent it in your rituals, it's going to be obviously burning objects, um, any love spells, but also baking is fire. Well, you can just make a cookie and yeah. bam, fire. Fire. Sweet. How do you make a cookie, Ted? Um, yeah, well, you take a little bit of dough. Uh-huh. You take some sugar. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe some butter. Uh-huh. Those all go you in the dough. You mix those in some kind of proper... Uh-huh. Um, and then you hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, but how do you cook it? <laughs> With an oven. Yeah. Induction stove. <laughs> Goddamn induction stove. Um, lighting candles and other fires. So, like, if you were to light a bonfire. Yep. Cast bonfire. <laughs> um, then that's that works, too. But the act of lighting candles um, pulls fire into your rituals. Okay. Or any sort of cooking, not just baking, but any sort of cooking. Mm -hmm. um, because it's fire. So fire is the element of change, and it represents magic itself, and it is the most physical and spiritual of the elements. For stones, rubies, fire opals, agates. Cool. And volcanic stones. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, right? Okay, let's talk about water. So water. <laughs> Done with fire. Let's move on. Well, I don't know what else you want me to say about fire. <laughs> no, it's the way you said it. <laughs> We're done with fire. Fuck fire. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so water is the west and fall and maturity. Oh. Water is emotions. It's absorption, subconscious, uh, wisdom, the soul. Emotional aspects of love, things like that. Okay, so it's like very More fluid, emotionally. Yeah, definitely emotions. Okay. Guess the colors. Go ahead. Uh, blue, red, white, yellow. No, thank <laughs> God, that would piss me off. Blue, turquoise, green, gray, indigo, black. Makes sense. If so, I were going to paint an ocean, I would right use all those grab colors. Those colors. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. As far as using it in rituals, um, pouring water over objects, um, brew making, so like teas, mm -hmm. um, healing spells, ritual bathing, or tossing objects into water. Uh, ritual bathing is my favorite. I love ritual bathing. Yeah. Shower time. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yep. I meant an actual bath, but now I understand why yep. you take so fucking long in the shower. Um, I am very, very connected with water. Um, it is one of my 
I think biggest connections as far as nature goes. Um, I've always been like really connected to it. The sound of water, even um, rain, mm -hmm. actual bodies of water, the ocean, all that is very always been very healing to me. As far as stones, I've got blue tourmaline pearls, obviously, blue topaz, coral, and fluorite. Coral's a stone? Yeah. I mean, technically it's a living thing, but... Yeah. Once you break it off, it's not living anymore, so... Oh. Rough. You, you know that, right? No, I didn't. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I knew, I, I didn't realize it became a stone. Well, it's That's only living realize. when it's connected to the, the other coral. Yeah. It's right. dead once yeah, you break no, it off. I, I got that part. I just <laughs> having trouble wrapping my brain like <laughs> live living creature rock. I mean, you're gonna be a rock when we kill you. No, so. I'm gonna be dust. Same thing. Dust is just really Good. small rocks. Carbon atoms. Ash. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about the Earth? Earth. North. Winter. Aging. Cold hard dirt <laughs> strength so this one's going to be strength abundance stability prosperity wealth so like the very physical mm -hmm. parts of okay guess the colors uh black brown yellow like black green yellow brown <laughs> black green yellow brown all right um army tones yeah so for rituals um burying objects um, herbalism, making images out of wood or stone, so like carving. Oh, okay. Things like that. Would like a Zen garden be maybe mm, like somehow related yeah. to this? I mean, I guess. I didn't really think about it like that, but yeah, I think so. And then emerald, jasper, quartz, onyx, salt, and azurite. Yeah. Salt makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm saying. And then there's one more, and that's spirit or ether. All right. And that's all the directions. What? And it represents the year and also eternity. Oh, a year and eternity? Well, think about it. Like, your spirit isn't connected to your body, right, anymore. Once you pass away, your spirit gets released, and it's eternal. Okay. If you believe in that sort of thing. Sure reincarnation even your spirit would still be going through the cycle again yeah like it was before i was alive right yeah sure <laughs> yeah like i know there was stuff before that like i know that like my brain is like there was definitely something before this right yeah sure but so spirit is going to be like it doesn't have a specific direction because it just is right, right. it's all around yep it's not connected with time, so there's not a specific time of year or a specific season um, and all that that jazz. Okay. So this is going to be connectedness um, and represents a sense of joy and union. Obviously, the color is going to be white, and this is the prime element that is present in all living things, which provides space and balance for all others to exist. It is immaterial. It's the force. It's the force. It is. Huh. Goddamn Jedi were right. <laughs> all right, let me find this thing. Um, Where did I put it? 
Can you please use that voice for your next character? <laughs> okay. So. Let the winds take it if you need the flexibility and swiftness of this element and you're not sure how to succeed. <laughs> okay, so let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, for wind. So think about how wind, like, controls things right sure, like yeah. you can't really like pie like when you're in a fucking hot air balloon you're going where the fucking wind takes you whether right. you want to or not like there's yeah. no real control the wind's gonna take it how the wind's gonna take yeah, it it's gonna pile up the leaves wherever it sees fit yeah like, it's yeah. fast but it's also flexible right what was my next one fire set it on fire if you're sure you want it here and now Fire magic works quickly, but needs the appropriate respect. So remember in Avatar where he has a hard, well, not a hard time, but he has a hard time controlling fire because right. it he ha, you have to respect it yeah, yeah. because it's very dangerous and very aggressive. So same here. So if, you, if you're sure that you want it and you want it right now, burn it, but understand that it's going to take a little more respect. Yeah, this could be like maybe a monkey's paw kind of a situation. Possibly. Um, drown it in water if you're patient enough to create steadily a huge tide. Oh, what does that mean? So if you're willing to wait for a big dose, basically. Okay. If you're patient... And you're ready for a, a huge surge of power, but it's going to take longer. Okay, so, like, you don't care, like, when it gets there, but you want it to be, like, as strong as possible. Yeah, okay. like a tsunami. Okay. Bury it in the earth if you know what you wish takes time and you want it to last forever. Okay. So, so, that, so it's like an en endurance. Like, think about how growing a plant, you have to... Nurture it. Yeah. You're, you're, it's not just going to happen right now. Like yep. you're going to have to water it. You're going to have to take care of it. You're going to have to okay, repot so, it. Yeah. So it's like the elemental dichotomy. Like if you want it now, wind. If you don't care how long it takes, water. I mean, if you want it now, also fire, but just understand that it's a, aggressive and right. unpredictable. Right. But so is wind. I mean, to me, Using fire and wind is similar, and then using water and earth is similar for okay. timeline, like timeline wise. Yeah. So, like, wind is going to be a little bit like you don't really have a ton of control over that. Fire, you might have a bit more control, but if you don't, if you're not careful, it can bite yeah, you. It sounds like you definitely need intent for the fire, right? And you wind. have to focus. Wind yeah. is more like, eh, it's yeah, like, I don't really care how it gets here, but it's fine. Like, right. it is what it is. It's like when you're trying to book flights and they're like, are your dates flexible? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no, tomorrow fire. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas like water, it's like. Water and earth are both like over time. Yeah, they, they feel like more of the investment style yeah. of a spell instead yeah. of a... And not everything needs that investment, right? Like, like I use fire a lot because it's it feels to me very, like, final. Like, 
I also have ADD, so like long term shit, like my brain doesn't really cooperate with that always. Um, like I'm more of a like I'm thinking about this right now, so I'm gonna do it right now kind of mm. a thing. Um, um, to me, fire seems like um a vehicle in which you might want like a healing spell for a little like um you know something more potent you want to get rid of for like one of your friends or something like yeah i mean every healing spell that i've done i've used fire yeah for sure um well because you know what the outcome is right you know what you want you can ask for what you want you light the flame you burn it it is what it is it's done yep um i've also done you know my astara spell two years ago was planted in a plant Mm -hmm. so you know something similar like you're nurturing the plant like you're nurturing the spell kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's for your mental health, right? Yeah. Like that's going to sure. take some time. That's going to, no, that's going to be wind. something that <laughs> I don't think I would want to put my, <laughs> my mental health in the wind, but that's up to you, I guess. <laughs> I don't care where it goes and get me somewhere. Um, you know, I think a wind would be something more for like, you know, maybe a new, maybe a new job, but you're not really sure what you want, right? Like I'm looking for a new opportunity, but I don't know exactly what that is. Oh, sure. yeah. That explains kind of what happened to me basically during the move here. Yeah. So like, I, like, I'm not really sure what it is, but like, I'm going to let it go and see what happens. Right. So that to me would make sense for a wind spell fire. I think healing was a good example, unless it's like a chronic thing. Like, yeah. If, if you have like maybe onset like Alzheimer's or do you think cancer would even work? Yeah. I think like for like a water spell, right? You want yeah. a nice, strong, powerful kind of like you want it to come eventually, you know, it's going to get there. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe, I don't know. I was going to say maybe a baby. If like you're having fertility pro- problems, like maybe water would be better because it's, you know, it's a little more steady. Than a fire I, spell? I personally think I would turn to earth on that one. Like I agree. I, I mean that's that permanent. works too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I see that. That makes sense. But I mean uh, maybe I'm just trying to think of something else where you'd need like where it's gonna take time and it's gonna be steady, but it's gonna be really, really powerful. Um you know, it's up to you. Like it really is like how you want it and you know, and yeah. also like these are just again, of course, suggestions. You know, like if if to you fire makes the most sense, use fire all the time. Like there's no need to like, you know, break it all up if that's not what makes sense to you. That doesn't work for you. Yeah, I wonder if there there would be a good like water based casting that like for a career maybe like you you just yeah. need like a good surge just to get sure. Get yeah, no, like, I think that works. You know, maybe you like. Because I'm talking about career more as, or the one we were talking about with air is more like, I don't really care what it is, but like, what if, you know, neither of us have like degrees in something specific. Like if I did, I would probably want a water spell because I know, I know what it is I want, but I'm okay if it takes a little bit until it gets here. Like, I just want it to be strong kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. That's fine too. And then obviously earth is going to be something that you're going to grow over time. Um, fitness journeys, like weight loss, long-term health things, um, even school, like school can take a long time for some people. So 
Yeah, degree. Like, yeah. you wouldn't want to forget that when you walk out the door. Yeah. Again, this is just suggestions and whatever works for you works for you. Some people like the act of burning because it's very, like, you can see it happen. You're watching it. Yeah. It's very, like, Instant emotional, yeah. like, connected kind of a thing. Um, a lot of people bury, I've never buried a spell just because we've never lived in a place where I felt safe burying something, um, because we've never had a backyard until now. So, and that is fine. Like, I mean, you can always bury it in pots. I've done that before too. Just leave them around the house. Indoor pots. (laughs) Don't touch my wish pot. (laughs) Leave it alone. You just have like notes in there. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just some suggestions for directions and the type of casting that you want to do um elements are one of my favorite things to use um anytime i do a spell i do earth fire water air um there's lots of different ways that you can represent each of these elements on your altar i have a salt lamp for fire because it glows and it just reminds me of that like fiery warm energy mm-hmm. it's the right color although technically because it's salt you could use it for earth as well but again it's intention right i have a little um clay owl that my brother brought me back from chile and that's my air because it's a owl it flies i have a little candle holder that's made out of sea glass that holds a candle that i light for water mm-hmm. Um, and then I use a, um, like an earthenware pot that is also a candle holder for earth. And I light a candle for each of them every time I do a spell. You know, when you're doing any sort of cooking, if you're boiling something, that's water, earth, and air right there. Mm-hmm. Especially if you blow on it. Yeah, you throw a couple potatoes in there, bam. Done. <laughs> Boom. Ready to rock. So there, there's lots of different representations. Um, I don't think we've done altars yet. I think that was the one I was going to do after or right before we stopped recording last time. So I'll do altars and like representations for elements and different things and like setups and how that works um, at some point. Not next week because we're going to do Yule, maybe the week after that. But um, again, it's all about what works for you. If it doesn't work for you and it doesn't make you think of those elements, then it doesn't matter. Like, right. you could be like, this is my air representation, and I'd be like, I don't see if, that at all. If, if you're like, I like air the color purple, great, go Perfect. for it. Perfect. If that means air to you, that means air to you. I mean, it, it does to me. For some reason, I view electricity as purple, so like lightning strikes, for whatever reason, I feel like are purple. So I kind of all right. relate that color. I see that. It makes sense to me. That's all. That's all I have for you. Great. Show's over. Bye. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for joining us again. Um, We will come back to you next week with some um, Yule celebration tactics. (laughs) Tactical Yule. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to avoid all the problems of people that don't like you celebrating Yule. God. Um. I don't know if we're going to get that deep into it. (laughs) No. (laughs) um, Tell your friends, spread the word, leave a comment, um, a review on whatever uh, podcast sharing device you listen to. If it allows it, it really helps us out. Follow us on social media, Uh, The Ritual Cast. If we're full of shit, call us out. 
<laughs> yeah, this is all about learning. I like learning new stuff. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if you have different sources of information, we'd like to read that and you know, yeah, cross definitely. reference. So yeah, I do my own research, and I it doesn't mean it's always right. So if yeah, you're like, and, hey, that's not correct. Yeah, and, and when Sky's wrong, I want to rub it in her face. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> not nice. <laughs> all right, we will see you all next week. Enjoy your week. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.